the Detroit Pistons schedule dropped yesterday, and it's looking a little rough. We'll talk about why that is in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Later on in the episode, we'll talk about some notable matchups in the schedule um, that was released, some games that you guys should be looking forward to. They're nationally televised games, some cool matchups with uh, opposing teams, obviously, some cool uh, when do you get to see LeBron come to, to LCA first? When do you get to see the Sun Super Team come to the LCA first? Like, we'll talk about that a little bit later. And then, obviously, at the end of the podcast, we'll talk about whether this should change your guys' record predictions for the Detroit Pistons this upcoming year. But first, we got to talk about how the Pistons. It looks like the Pistons are going to have a really, really rough schedule this season, um, this upcoming season, 2023, 2024 season. Um, they have, let's just go ahead and get the numbers out the way. They have the most back-to-backs in the entire NBA. Now, there's a few other teams, I believe, that also have the same number as back-to-backs as the Pistons. It's 15, 15 back-to-backs this upcoming season. Um, but nonetheless, the Pistons have the most back-to-backs this upcoming season. And it's not just the fact that they have so many back-to-backs, which already are tough games to win for obvious reasons. Um, Especially, I feel like, as a young team, staying focused back-to-back. Some people will feel like, oh, well, as a young team, back-to-back, you won't get tired. But I'm more concerned about, first of all, you can still get tired. And second of all, can you maintain maintain focus on back-to-back games uh, like that, back-to-back days? That's something that young teams struggle with all the time. So, it's not just the fact that they have 15 back-to-backs this upcoming season. According to Keith Langless, they also have just a terrible advantage, which they call it, in these back-to-backs. Which means, which of these games of the back-to-backs are they going against rested opponents? And are they going against opponents who also have played recently? Um, so, of the Pistons' 15 back-to-backs, nine of those games are going to be versus rested opponents. So the Pistons are going to be coming off back-to-backs, coming off, you know, being tired, and they're going to be going against rested opponents nine times, and then only six of those games will be uh, them having rest against, uh, obviously, the beginning of the back-to-back. Um, so that right there is going to be really tough for a team that is not that great already, is really young. Having that kind of that kind of schedule, that many back-to-backs, and that kind of unfortunate, um, you know, reality on the back-to-backs of having to go against teams that are arrested. That's going to be tough for the Pistons, I assume. And then also to wrap things, you know, make things even worse or tougher, maybe not worse, but just tougher for the Pistons, is that they end the last 11 games of their season. Nine of the last 11 games will be on the road. And if the Pistons are having a good season or having a fine season up to that point, they're in like the home stretch or fighting for that play-in spot, and they really have to have a strong end of the season – Nine out of your last 11 games on the road is not the best 
situation to be in if you're fighting for a playing spot at the end of the year. It's just it's not it's not ideal at all. Um, so look, we'll talk about their record prediction later um, and whether this all you know now that you have the exact you know the exact schedule and who they'll be going against on what days, etc. Should that change your guys' record predictions for the Pistons this upcoming year? But there, there's no other way around it. This is going to be a tough season for the Pistons, I think. I know people are really, a lot of fans are really high on the team, and for, be high on the team. That's completely fine. But this 15 back-to-backs, man, that's tough. That's tough. And then with all the rest advantage and then also the end of the season, how they end it, like, it's just, that's tough, man. It, it's really tough to do that to the Pistons, man. And, you know, when the Pistons, hopefully, maybe, when the Pistons, be you know, get better, they won't have to deal with schedules like this. Maybe they get some easier schedules, don't have to play as many back-to-backs um, as they are going to have this year. But that's just how the cookie crumbles. Um, it's going to be tough. If the Pistons are able, I'll say this, if the Pistons are able to turn this, into a playing uh, season now. Before even before the schedule got dropped, I said that I didn't believe this was a playing team. I, I I can't see that happening for them, but I know a lot of fans want to see that happen. They have that kind of expectation. So let's just go down the road. If the Pistons are to be like a playing team at the end of this year, or if they're really fighting for it at the end of the season, like they're right there, that will say a lot about this team. If they're able to sustain. 15 back-to-backs with that kind of rest advantage and also to be at the end of the year in the play-in tournament after ending the season on nine road games out of your eleven uh, out of the last 11 games. If they're able to do that, that says some great things about how this season went. Like even more so than just if they had less back-to-backs and didn't have as many games on the road to the end of the year. If it was more spaced out in a more, you know, positive schedule and then they made the play-in with that schedule, I feel like... That, that wouldn't say as much as if they made it with this kind of schedule right here because this is going to be taxing. This is going to be tough for them to do. Um, so if they do end up pulling it off, should feel even better about the Pistons and their future. Um, so, hey, man, it, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough season, I think, with the back-to-backs. Maybe they're able to string some wins together outside the back-to-backs, but if if you've been an NBA fan for a while or a Pistons fan for a while, you know that that them back to backs, man, they they hurt, they they absolutely hurt. Um, the first ten games of the Detroit Pistons season, going against Miami, they open up against Miami on the road and then they go down to Charlotte. First home game is against Chicago on the twenty eighth of October. So their first ten games will be Miami, Charlotte, Chicago, OKC, Portland, New Orleans, Phoenix, Golden State, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. That's a tough first 10 games, too, man. You got Milwaukee, Golden State, Phoenix. They're a super team. New Orleans, if Zion's is healthy, that's four really good teams right there. Um, Miami, who was just in the finals, has five. So maybe the Pistons could find a way. I mean, OKC is going to be better, obviously. Uh, maybe the Pistons can find a way to go 5-5 five and five in that stretch. Maybe. First 10 games, if they're able to go 5-5 five and five in that stretch, I think that will say what you need to know about this, where this team's heading. If they're able to get wins against, like, Charlotte, Chicago, OKC, Portland. Actually, that's four. Yeah, let's go ahead and just leave it at four because I don't think they're going to beat Philadelphia. So if they can go four and six, I think that will say fine things about their season, way their season's heading based off the first ten games. But anyways, let me know what you guys think about the rough schedule that the Pistons have. Did you guys know about the back-to-backs before you listened to the podcast? And after hearing this, if you just learned it or if you already knew it, 
How do you feel about that? Do you think this should change anything with the Pistons uh, season? Do you, does this change your guys' record prediction for the Detroit Pistons season this upcoming year? What about the final nine or nine of the final 11 games being on the road? Does that do anything to your guys' prediction? Let me know what you guys think about all that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Cuckoo Hill. When we come back, we'll talk about some notable matchups in the schedule that was revealed. I'm going to go ahead and spoil one of them now. One of the Thompson twin matchups on national TV is going to be the number one matchup to watch this upcoming season. But we'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors. This one, I've got to tell you a little bit about FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every single victory. If you head over to FanDuel, you'll see some fans of the, the Detroit Lions over there, slight favorites to make the playoffs, slight favorites to win the division. When's the last time? Or in slight favorites also to win 10-plus games. When have you seen the Pistons? Or not the Pistons, well... You could say the same thing for the Pistons, really. But when's the last time you've seen anyone be this high on the Lions? For the Lions to have this much hype. If you feel that strongly about the Lions, head over to FanDuel and take advantage of it now. You can use your bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bets right now with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So before I give you guys my notable matchups for the Pistons this upcoming year, tell me what your guys is, what games are you guys looking forward to most? What matchups are you looking forward to most? Um, I have a few written down here. Um... But I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what you guys are looking forward to. Um, so, like I said in the last segment, I, I teased it a little bit. Um, number one on my board, I think it's probably going to be number one on a lot of people's boards. Not even just Pistons fans. Not even just Houston Rockets fans. I think it's going to be NBA fans that are really excited to see this matchup. And it's why it's the Pistons' only national televised game that's not on NBA TV. The Pistons are going to have four NBA t- or four national games. Um, but three of them will be on NBA TV, so if you count those as national televised games, I don't really, if you want me to be honest. Um, so if you don't count those, they only have one, and it's going to be on ESPN, and it is the first matchup between the Thompson Twins on ESPN January 12th. Actually, let me double-check that real quick. I, that is the matchup on, on ESPN January 12th, but is that actually the first time the Twins will be going against each other, or is that just the first time... Um, or is that just the first time it'll be on national TV? Okay, so no, that that's not the first time the Twins will be going against each other. The first time the Twins will be playing against each other will be Monday, January 1st, 2024. So about 10 days before the actual televised game. So you get Thompson Twins matchups within a 10-day span, two games right there. So that will be number one on my list of games I can't wait to see. The January 1st game against Houston, that's going to be in Houston, the first game against each other, and then obviously the game on ESPN on the 12th at Detroit, or in Detroit, um, against Amen Thompson and the Houston Rockets. Like I said earlier, I'm really happy that ESPN put this game, or the NBA put this game on ESPN, because everyone wants to see this. The Twins have become like 
I don't. I feel like the Twins have become like NBA fans' darlings. Like everyone loves them. All the content from them after the draft, everyone loves hearing about them. They love the stories about them. They love their work ethic. All the story. Like it feels like I, I can't find one bad thing about the Twins. Everyone seems to love the Twins now after the draft. Now before the draft, there were some naysayers and there were some people who weren't very big fans of the Twins just because they didn't see them a lot. But now after the draft. Even if you're not as high on them as players, it seems like everyone loves their personality now, and everyone wants to see them succeed, and everyone wants to see them play against each other. So I'm really happy that the NBA was able to get that game on ESPN. It's by far the game I'm most excited about seeing. Um, that game, and obviously the first game they'll be playing against on January 1st. So that's those are the two games at the top of my list by far, not even close. Um, the other three nationally televised games that the Pistons have – against LeBron, the Lakers, on November 29th, against Utah on December 21st, and Boston on December 28th. So the Pistons will have all their nationally televised games done with by January 12th. January 12th will be the last time they're on national TV, unless the Pistons are having a great season and they have a flex game to national TV, which I can't see happening. But if it does, that's always a possibility. Um, Another matchup that I'm going to be super excited to see um, the Pistons are not going to win this game. I, I can, I, I'm willing to put $500 on that, but I'm going to be interested to see it. Um, might even show up at LCA to see this game. I think it would be a cool game to be in person for. But it's November 5th. You get to see the first, you get the first look at the Phoenix Suns super team of KD, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. First time you see them at Little Caesars Arena very early in the season, it's the seventh game of the Detroit Pistons season. And now that I'm looking at the schedule, it makes this even... Um, now, from a viewing perspective, I think everyone at the game is going to love being there. You get to see KD, it, it, that stardom. You get to see three superstars, three-star players, um, and a super team nonetheless. So I think everyone's going to love that product itself. But from a Pistons perspective, I just realized this is the first back-to-back they have. And on the second end of this back-to-back, they got Golden State. They're definitely losing both of these games. <laughs> Phoenix, then Golden State back-to-back in Detroit. Now, maybe the travel might help them. But either way, those are two contenders. Back to, That's their first back-to-back. My God, man. My God. But you guys might need to go out there for those games. You're going to have back-to-back games at Little Caesars Arena with star power Steph, Clay, and Dre. Then you, and then, obviously, KD, Devin Booker, Bradley Bill. That could be some – downtown could be really popping – on the 5th and 6th of November. Um, but yes, the first look at the Suns at Little Caesars Arena definitely is on my board of games I'm going to be looking forward to watching. That's probably number two for me, um, just because I'm so interested in seeing uh, how the Suns look and the chance to be able to see them in person so early on. Um, if you want to see the Pistons go against the defending NBA champions, the first time the Pistons will be able to go against Denver and Nikola Jokic, is in Detroit, again, another game in Detroit that you'll be able to see on November 20th. So that's another game that I'm assuming a lot of people will want to watch. But outside of those games against the Superstars, two games that I think I definitely want to be at. There's two games I definitely feel like I, I might have to be at. And it's their two in... They have two home in-season tournament games. Now, remember on the last podcast, I told you guys I didn't know which games are going to be at home. We knew who they were going against. We knew the dates. We didn't know which ones were home games. So two of them are going to be home games. November 10th will be a home game against the Philadelphia 76ers. That will be their 10th game of the season. So the in-season tourney games start very early on. And then November 14th against the Atlanta Hawks at home, obviously, at Little Caesars Arena. I think I might be at both of these games. I'm really interested to see 
if fans stack up LCA for in-season tourney games? Will fans take it as serious as the NBA wants them to take it? Will they take it as serious as the NBA wants players to take it? Um, it could be really cool, though. If if everyone showed up and showed out for these games, I know they're not playoff games, and people are skeptical of the in-season tourney, but it's a tournament nonetheless, and it's been it, it's probably going to be the closest thing the Pistons have had to playoff games uh, over the last, like, 15 years outside the two times they actually did make the playoffs. So um, it definitely is a competitive environment. I can promise you that Cade and all of them are definitely going to show up with the with the intentions to go out there and try to win these games and win these tourney games and really try to win this tournament. So they could take it very serious. So I'm going to be at these games, hopefully. I hope to see you guys there. But those are the two games at home that I'm definitely going to be interested in watching. But overall, there's the four tourney games in general. Um, the 17th against Cleveland, at Cleveland, and then the 24th against Indiana, in Indiana. All four of those games are high on my list of games I can't wait to watch, simply because it has an extra... However much, we, I know we don't know how much more competitive fire or, or stakes are actually going to be added to it if the players take it more serious or whatever. But nonetheless, there's going to be at least a little bit more um, because they're tourney games. So I can't wait to watch those ones. Um, but those that's probably my list of games. That's probably the end of my list of games that I'm going to be interested, really interested in seeing. Obviously, I'm going to be interested in seeing Victor Wembanyama play against the Pistons. Um I probably would want to go to that game. The first game that he'll be playing against the Detroit Pistons at Little Caesars Arena, if you're interested in seeing Wemby, uh, will be January 10th. Um, That's a Wednesday at 7 p.m. That's going to be another really interesting game, obviously because of how hyped up Wemby is as a prospect. Um, But that right there, I think that's probably the end of my list, really. Um, it's not like I'm not interested to watch the pit. Like, I'm going to be watching every single game. But if I had to go through and just, like, mark games I'm super excited to watch, that's probably the end of my list for real. Unless the Pistons obviously make the in-season tourney. Um, they make the, the next round and end up playing playoff tourney games, whatever they're called. Um, then obviously those ones will be at the top of my list as well. But as of right now, those those are my most hyped-up games that I want to see this upcoming season. Are there any games that you guys are really looking forward to seeing? Maybe some games you guys are really looking forward to going at Little Caesars Arena that I did not mention? Let me know in the comment section down below what games those are or over on Twitter if you listen to this on the podcast at Kuka Hill. When we come back, should the Pistons schedule that came out, the stuff we talked about with the back-to-backs and the road games, should that change your guys' prediction on their record this upcoming season? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, you guys got to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review. Whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, that's another great way to support the podcast. The podcast, by the way, has been really doing really, really well. You guys are really showing up and showing out for the Lockdown Pistons community. I've been low-key thinking. I've been thinking, man, about this. It might come off as a little corny, but I've been watching some other content creators. I watch some other people who do their thing in, in terms of content, and they all have, like, a name for their community. Do you guys think that we should make a name for the Lockdown Pistons community? Listen, I, again, like I said, it could, it might be a little corny. It might be a little corny. But like I said, I feel like everyone has like a name for their community. And our community is really growing. We're over 6,000 subscribers right now on YouTube, continuing to do really well in podcasts. You guys are really showing up and following me on Twitter as well. So 
we're really building here uh, a really nice community, and I felt it over the last few months. So do you guys think that we should make a name for our community? Let me know in the comment section down below. And what would you guys call it? What, what would you guys what, – what should we call it? Let me know all that. Just something interesting to think about. Um, but anyways, should you guys change your predictions on the Pistons record based off the things we talked about at the beginning of this podcast? I'm going to go out and quickly say no. Whatever you believe the Pistons were going to do this year – now, yes, the, the schedule may not be very favorable. And if you were to really, like, go through each game and each back-to-back, who they're going against, what like, all that stuff, yeah, I'm sure it, it decreases the likelihood of some, some of these predictions going through. But at the end of the day, without getting too serious about it, I'm really trying to analyze it game to game to game and take it too serious like that. If this team is really as good as you think it, they are, if you think they're a playing team, let's say, if you think they're a playing team and you really think K's going to take this next big step and you're going to see this big improvement from the guys, uh, the rest of the young core, it shouldn't matter. It, the schedule really shouldn't matter because you're going to end up playing 41 home games, 41 road games. Like, it's going to happen nonetheless. At the end of the season, there's not going to be more road games for the Pistons than any other team. Everyone will have played the same amount of road games. Everyone will have played the same amount of home games. Um, now, obviously, if injuries happen, that changes everything. But if everyone, if you stay, the Pistons stay relatively healthy, Whatever your record predictions are for the Detroit Pistons, I feel like they should really stay the same, to be honest. Um, now, it doesn't mean I'm, you know, I, I may not agree with your guys' record predictions of making the play-in, um, winning 35-plus games. Like, I don't know if they can do that with or without a hard schedule. Um, but like you guys have heard me for the last few weeks, I've been saying I think their goal should be 32 games. After seeing the schedule, their goal should still be 32 games. It doesn't change anything. Do I acknowledge that it's going to be harder to do so? I mean, probably, like, like the stuff that we mentioned is not easy. That definitely makes it a little bit harder. But, I mean, if you want to take a next step, this is the kind of thing that happens. Like, you're not going to get the most favorable schedules. Uh, you don't get everything handed to you. If you want to be a good team, if you want to be a better team, like, I don't even know if you would call 32 wins a good team. <laughs> but if you just want to be a better team, no matter the schedule, you need to go out there and you need to show out. You need to go out there and improve. You need to go out there and stay focused throughout a season. And if anything... If they're able to meet your expectations, despite the fact that they're going to have nine of their last 11 games on the road and they're going to have the most back-to-backs in the entire NBA and they're going to be going against nine teams on those back-to-backs that are rested, if they're able to still hit the goal despite that, that should make you feel even better about the team and they should feel even better about themselves. So, no, I I don't think that it should change your record prediction for this team. Don't give them – this team doesn't deserve any – this team, this franchise, this regime, everything – they don't deserve a pass. They, they, they don't give them any more passes. While I've been one to kind of try temper expectations, that's not me trying to give a pass. That's trying for, that's me trying to give actual realistic expectations, in my opinion. I'm not trying to give them a pass. If they don't get 32 games this year winning and everyone stays you know, mostly healthy, nothing crazy happens, I'm going to feel pretty disappointed because I think 32 games should be something they should be able to do. So basically what I'm saying is don't let a schedule or anything non-injury related, something like that, try to give this team a pass this year. They should be better this year. They have players that should be getting better this year. Cade should be a lot better this year. They went out and got veterans that supposedly were supposed to help the team. The guy, new head coach that they're paying the most money in the NBA. Actually, I think he's the second most now, but he was when they hired him. You need to see improvement in your goals your expectation for the team should not change unless injury happens or something drastic happens at the beginning of the year or something. But, yeah, that, that's what my opinion 
in is of it. Uh, the schedule, the strength of schedule, whatever, I, it, it doesn't change anything for me. It doesn't change my prediction for this team. But maybe it does for you guys. And if it does, let me know why in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free to available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe. Till next time, peace out.